this is my Bible. It is God speaking to me. I am who it says I am. I am do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I open my heart today to hear God speak a word that will change my life forever. Would you open in your Bible with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5? And we're kicking off a new series today. And so I won't preach the whole series today. Uh, I'll just just the introduction to it. But the new series is Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. You know, the Bible talks about this concept of walking in the Spirit. And for some people, that might not make a whole lot of sense. I always think when I talk about this or, 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 or read the Scripture and, and I'm presenting it to the congregation, what does somebody who has no context for this think? You know, like, walk in the Spirit. Is that like walking in the Spirit? Is it like, ooh? You know, like, what does it mean? Does it mean, like, I leave my body and I'm in the spirit? Like, like there's all kinds of thoughts out there that when you just throw words out in church, it doesn't make sense to unchurched people, right? Isn't that true? Like, sometimes, you know, you got to get got filled with the fire and washed with the blood and all this other stuff. And, and you start talking like that to someone who has no concept of Christian terminology. And you're, they're like, I don't want the fire or the blood, right? Like that blood grosses me out and fire sounds painful. And so I don't want any of those things. And so we just always have to be aware of that. But yet there are things that God talks about that are different. They're supernatural. They're above the natural world, realm or world that we live in. They're different. And so we have to acknowledge that, but help people understand you're different now. <laughs> you, as a believer, when you step into the, his kingdom, it's a different world. There's different opportunities. There's different authority. There, there's a different experience that you have available to you. And it will not make sense to everybody else on the outside. But as you embrace God, and even if you're brand new to this and say, Lord, I don't know, but I want everything that your word says, God, I want that for me and, and I want it. Well, then guess what? You'll start to grab it. You'll start to pick it up. You'll start to grab a hold of it. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about walking in the spirit. What does that mean? Now, it, it's not something weird. And it's not something odd or that will make you crazy. I had a kid who, uh, I won't say which one, but it was one of my boys, which will help you understand the story. I have two. And uh, he would sleepwalk. He would sleepwalk, but he would only really sleepwalk when he had to pee. And so he would get up and in the middle of the night and walk to whatever destination that in his sleepwalk state thought that that's a toilet. And so there were times that he would pee in a shoe. And we wake up, and there's pee in a shoe. There's times that he would pee in the laundry basket. Sometimes he would just make it to the opening of his door, and that was far enough, and just, just pee, and then turn right around and go back. That's walking in sleep, right? We're not talking about doing crazy stuff like that. We're talking about walking in the Spirit. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, would, let's read this from the screen. And I want to talk to you about uh, why we can even walk in the Spirit, why we would even uh, have the, the encouragement to do it, the, the command to do it, but the opportunity to do it at all. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, let's read it out loud and loudly together. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in the anointed one and is anointing, right? If you're in that anointing and the anointed one, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become 
new. The reason why we walk in the spirit is because you're a new person. And before, you used to walk in the flesh. But now the Bible says that you're a new creation. It says, if anyone is in Christ, has, if anyone has placed his faith and trust in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, he is a new creation. Right now, he is a new creation. I love that right there. And you can mark up in your Bible. You know, every, every good Bible needs some, some markings in it. So highlight, underline, circle things. He is a new creation. Right now, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is a challenging verse to understand sometimes because when you give your life to Jesus, when you gave your life to Jesus, and it says that you became a new creation. But what does that mean? Because I don't know about you, but I still had, I gave my life to Jesus. I still had the same eye color, the same hair color. I had more of it back then. Uh, well, actually, and I had different hair color back then, too. Someone, <laughs> someone remarked on that today, too. Thank you very much, um, kids. Anyways, but, but man, you, you, you get born again, and does that mean that suddenly you, you don't like ice cream? Does that mean suddenly you just think every different completely? Does it mean that you got a new house, a new car, a new girlfriend, you know, new, new wife? What, what does it mean to have, uh, uh, be a new creation and all things have become new and the old things have passed away? Like, what is this, what is this referring to? Well, we, we know it's not referring to all these external things. We know it's referring to internally, first of all, your spirit. Your spirit has been born again, made alive, new. The old has passed away. The old man has passed away. But look at this word here. It's specific. It says a new creation. Think back to the first creation. Adam and Eve, when God created Adam and Eve, and he put them in the garden, and he would walk with them and, and, and fellowship with them. And they had the authority of God, dominion, Right? authority here. Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, subdue the earth. This is what God said. And then as a result, though, of them disobeying the Lord and going their own direction, they fell away. And all of that was cut off. All of that was cut off. The access to, to God, that fellowship that, that they had, that authority that they walked in, all of that was cut off. They were now subject to sin and then when the law came, they were slay, you know, trying to obey the law, but they couldn't ever obey God through the law. And that's all part of the old life. And so when God says, you're a new creation, it's as if God started over with you. It's as if he's giving you a fresh start. And with Adam and Eve, he started them off, and their past, in the sense, was it was clean. And then they went the direction to sin and... and, and uh, in the fallen nature. You, on the other hand, you came out of a, a past that was, was dirty, right? You, you came out of a past that was stained from sin, and God is bringing you the other direction to a life that's pure. He's brought you there. And so now you're living in this world that has fallen where they were created in a world that was brand new and, and, and solid, right? And so they went one way, but God is saying, but for you, you're a new creation. You're going the other direction, and for you, you've got to capture this, that right now you're this new creation, and those old things have passed away. Old things have passed away. So you've got to think, what are the old things in my life? What are the old things that he's talking about? Well, some of this is the, the old, uh, who, who, were, who you were a slave to, who you were in bondage to. 
the, the requirements of the law against you, the um, expectations uh, that you're going to fail, <laughs> that you're going to be defeated, that you're go- you're, you're, uh, um, you are never going to be enough for God, all of that other stuff is passed away. The scripture is saying the old things have passed away. The old man has passed away. You know, even the desires you had, you might think, well, I still have those same, like some sinful desires, and I still, I fall into sin. I still struggle with things. But you know what? You're not under dominion to that now. Whereas before, you didn't have the power and authority to come up out of that. And God is saying, but now you do. You might not realize it. You might give into it, but you're a new creation right now. And he's saying this to you because he wants us to capture something as a new creation right here that you can live like that. You can live this out. He says, behold, though, all things have become new. Behold means to look at something. You have to look at it. You have to see it. So it's so easy to see what hasn't become new and get our eyes on the old man and miss the new man the new creation. And so what will happen in that situation is you will live like the old self if you don't behold the new creation, if you don't see it. And so this is why it's so important to be in the word and be digging through this and listening to the word, because you've got to see who you are in Christ. See who you are. Behold, he's a new creation right there. Behold, all things have become new. Think about the story with Joseph. In the Old Testament, Joseph was one of the 12 uh, kids uh, of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob. And so <laughs> I had to work my way through it. One of the 12 kids, he was that little brother that was annoying. He got sold off as a, as a slave, finds himself, uh, though he's honoring God and, and, and being used by God, he finds himself in prison eventually. He's interpreting dreams. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, needs the dream interpreted. Some, somebody tells him, Joseph can interpret your dream. Here is Joseph with a, a prison rap sheet, you know. He's, he's been locked up for a while. He's got this past. He's been rejected by his family. He's been, you know, abandoned, forgotten. He's been alone, and, but never lonely because he's got God with him, right? Never, never there. And, and, and so here he is in the midst of prison. And Pharaoh calls for him and says, uh, I want you to interpret my dream. He interprets his dream, and Pharaoh says, I'm going to make you my right-hand man. In an instant, he goes from Joseph, the prisoner, the guy who's been rejected, left, abandoned, whatever it is that you would label him and identify him as. He went from that status without anything changing while he stood there, by the way. It's not you're going to become after you earn this. It's right now while you're standing there and these words are spoken, you are now the right-hand man in, in Egypt. There is no one in authority over you other than the king. Right where you stand, Joseph, you still uh, have the past. You still have the experience. You still might even be thinking like you did before you walked in this room today. But right now, everything has changed for you. You are in a new place in life. And this is what God is saying to you and me, that you are in a new place in life right now. Because of the words the Lord has spoken, because of what he has done. Now, the challenge for us is not for it to be real or not. It's for us to acknowledge it and to grab hold of it and receive it. The challenge is not for us to become new or anything like that. That's done. The challenge is up here in renewing the mind to be able to recognize and embrace, yes, this is who I am. 
Joseph embraced it right away. He said, I am out of that prison. All those people who threw me into prison, forget you, right? You know, we don't know what, if he ever, what, what, how he ever responded, but he was, he was gracious. He was humble, but he, all of a sudden, he embraced this new authority he had and the, and, and the position God put him in, and that's what the Lord wants us to do. When we talk about walking in the Spirit, we're talking about leaving this old life, the limitations, the bondages, the, 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 the poverty mindset, the broken thinking, all of these things that would, would keep us cut off from God to where we think we have to do it on our own. All of these, these things that are so below how God has created you. It says, right now, step into, step into this new creation. Step into this. And he, he says, one of the ways you, you do this is you begin to walk it out and you walk in the spirit. The spirit man is born again. All of the, all of the, all of the brokenness and bondage that, that is in the world, it came out of a broken, bound spirit. Adam and Eve came out of them when, when they embraced, when they embraced uh, that eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They're saying this is, is I will determine for myself what is good and what is evil. I'm not going to look to the Lord anymore. I'm going to look to myself for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so at that point when, when God said, when you do that, though, that's going to lead to death. When you do that, it will lead to death. God didn't bring death on them. He said, when you do that, you are going to release death. This will, this will be uh, your, your lot in life, death. And, and the Bible is not talking about just physical death. It's talking about spiritual death, spiritually cut off from God. You know, spirit beings, we're spirit beings. We're created spirit, soul, and body. And, and a spirit will never die in the sense of cease from existence. And so what God has done when we come to faith in Christ, he's made our spirit come alive. I always used to think of it like this, like we walked around before we knew Jesus, like your, your spirit man, he's just slumped over like this. And you're walking around all the time, and he's just slumped over. And then all of a sudden you get born again, and he's like, whoop, like, <laughs> like I'm alive now. Maybe it doesn't look like that. But <laughs> here's the deal, he's, he's breathed life into you. And he said, you're a new creation. Now look at this here with me in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. He said, you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Your old creation was dead. The old man was dead. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, and the desire um, among whom also we once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. You know what that he's talking about? He's talking about the old things. He's talking about the old things that have passed away. But God, everybody say, but God. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when you were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. He made us alive together with the anointed one and his anointing. By grace you have been saved, and he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this. When he's talking about you're a new creation, what does that mean? What does that mean to be a new creation? That old things have passed away, that all things have become new. What does that mean? It means this. It means that not only have you passed from death to life, but you have a new identity. 
you have a new authority, you have a new position. It says that he is taking you from the path, from, from where you were in the past and where you were down here. And it says he's made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where is Jesus seated? In the, at the right hand of the Father, right? In the heavenly places. And the Bible says this, that you as a new creation, your spirit is alive. Your spirit is connected to Jesus. You are spiritually connected to Jesus. And, and you have been placed, not just raised from death to life, but you've been made to be seated at the, at, in, in the heavenly places right there with Christ, right at the, the right hand of God. That you have been placed at a higher p- position than you were before. This is a new creation. That you are at a place with Jesus exalted above what you would ever have imagined. Now, how does this work? Because I'm sitting right here in the seat, you know, but yet in the spirit, God doesn't look at you as who you are in your limitations. He looks at you as who he's, who, who he's created you to be in Christ. When he looks at Jesus, he looks at you. When he looks at you, he looks at Jesus. He sees you the same. He loves you the same. He has a purpose for you in the same manner that he did with Jesus. This is a new creation. He's brought you up far above from where you were before. And so he's trying to get us to capture this because this right here will impact everything on earth. This will impact everything in the way that we live. He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved, raised us up, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So Mark 16, 19 says, So then after the Lord had spoken to him, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. That's where Jesus is. And Philippians chapter 2, it says this, Therefore God elevated or promoted Jesus to the place of the highest honor and gave him the name above other names. Above all other names, by the way. Above all other names. So here's the deal. The Bible is sitting here and saying, in the same manner that, that Christ, when you think of Jesus, you think, oh, he's amazing. He's perfect. He's everything. And yet the Bible says, and you've been made one with him. You've been brought into him. You've been saved by him. You've been made new by him. And you're seated with him right there in that same place of righteousness, right there in the same place of purity, right there in the same place of authority, the same place uh, uh, of the, the, the newness of life, the same way that the Spirit raised him from the dead, he raises us up in that same manner. And he said, but you have to see this. And when you see it, this will enable you to move out of the flesh and into the Spirit. You're not limiting yourself by the flesh or what is natural, what is seen, felt, heard. You... you You've got to get this revelation. Turn with me back to 2 Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians, we're reading verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Uh, He's talking to people who would have a hard time getting this. And then he says, verse 18, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself, 
through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing, not putting on their trespasses to them. And he has committed to us this, the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I'll tell you what, I, I read this scripture every so often. This is such a powerful word right here. This is such a powerful scripture for you just to, to, to meditate on, to grab a hold of, to, to say, he who knew no sin became sin for me that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is what, how God sees you. God sees you as the righteousness of Christ Jesus. <laughs> you right now in all your glory <laughs> and not so glory. God looks at you and he sees you as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you get a revelation of this, it will change everything for you. When we talk about getting free, overcoming, walking in victory, this is what it's born out of. It's not out of trying harder, stopping that, don't sin, don't be bad or whatever. It's about understanding and realizing and grabbing a hold of and embracing, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's not the old way. The old way is the old way. I'm the new man, righteous in Christ Jesus. Amen? This right here means this, that, that if, you are, if, I, if you're a thief, what's a thief do? A thief steals, right? If you're, if you're a sinner, what does a sinner do? A sinner sins. But are you, if you're righteous, what does a righteous person do? They do righteousness, right? And so some of us, our religion has, has messed with us so much to where we can't even get our minds around that because we want to go back to and we want to lie to God in his face and we want to say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Your blood's not enough. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Never say that again. If you're a sinner, you need to get saved. You're either the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus or you're not. And so you might think you're humble, grumbling to God and telling people, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, just like you. No, you're not. You're a new creation. You are a new, that's a lie of religion. And now let me tell you, I've said that. <laughs> so for everyone, it's like, oh, shoot, I said that. I've said that. I've said that. I've said it because sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm not, I lack a little confidence in the word of God to say that it actually, believe, that it actually means what it says. And so I'll say something like that because you don't want to be proud. You don't want to lift yourself up. No, you don't want to be proud or lift yourself up. But it's pride to say, God, your word's not wrong. I know better, and I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm a sinner saved by... Where does the Bible say that? Where does this Bible say that? You see one person who says uh, that, that God came to save sinners of whom I am the chief. Paul, I was the chief of sinners. Chief of sinners that what? Got saved. Got saved. That's not who you are. You got to get this because we're talking about walking in the spirit. And if you see yourself as, the un as unrighteous because of your deeds, because of who you are, the way you think, then guess what's happened? You're going to walk in the flesh. 
And you're going to continue to be stuck in the bondage to the drugs, the alcohol, the pornography, the, the, the self-hate, whatever it is that you're dealing with. You're going to always think that, that it's, oh, others can have it, but not me. Or I'm going to try harder, but maybe. Maybe God will come through. And, and, and I'm telling you, he's come through. He has come through. He came through on the cross. When he went to the cross, he dealt with your sin once and for all. Once and for all. Now, sometimes I know that even talking about this, it messes with our religious mindsets. I understand that. I hope so. I hope that it, it offends your religion so bad that you just either get so mad that you have to deal with it and throw it away or that you have a come to Jesus moment. I need that in my life. I love it when, when the truth of God confronts me and all these things I thought or believed or acted on for so long, I realize that's wrong. <laughs> like, oh, and I, and I get free from it. That's what, what God's trying to do is get us free from some things. Amen? Amen? We can't walk in the Spirit if we, if we still think that we're in the flesh. Yeah. And this is what the Lord is trying to say. No, you are righteous. Well, well I, I did some unrighteous stuff right now. Yeah, the Bible says put off the old man. Put off the old man. In Ephesians, I'm a couple minutes past five minutes. <laughs> I know. In Ephesians chapter... Verse 21 says, If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. The true man, he's saying, Put that on. Put that on. And that's what the Lord would say to you today. Put that on. Try this on. See how it fits. Oh, perfect. As if it was tailor-made for you. What is? True righteousness and holiness. It was tailor-made for you. And he says, in order to put off this old man, you got to put on the new man. You got to realize, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That means this. It's already a done deal, but you got to be able to see it and then embrace it. And then let's get to the last part here. Let's just, let's just, Let's just wrap up with, with the word um, from where this, script, this series comes from. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 is where it talks about walking in the Spirit. And verse 16 says, I say then, walk in the Spirit. <laughs> I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You want to know how to stop walking in the flesh? Walk in the Spirit. Real simple, right? Real simple. For the, the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things you wish. Yep, we can all recognize that, right? There is this battle that goes on. For the new man, the righteous person, right? Created in Christ Jesus. Verse 18, but if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. The law would keep you bound, by the way, and say you're never going to do enough. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries. Like he's listing a bunch of things and he's like, man, I don't have much more papyrus to, to write on here. So he, go, he finishes it off and he says, and the like, <laughs> right? And the like, like everything else, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Again, such, uh, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. Those who are the anointed ones, those who are, uh, belong to Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one, you have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. It has already happened. If we live in the Spirit, then let us also walk in the Spirit. If you live in the Spirit, now this is what he's trying to tell us. You, as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, are in the Spirit. And he's writing to people who are in the Spirit, but yet at times walk in the flesh. The Bible is not telling us that it comes automatically and you will never walk in the flesh again because you're a new creation. Oh, because you're the righteousness of God, you'll always do righteously. No, this is where the renewing of the mind happens. This is where the renewing of the mind changes things. It transforms it. it when I say renewing, I'm saying you're, you have the light of God coming in. And you're seeing it different. Now you realize, I can walk differently. See, before, to walk in the flesh, to get overcome it, you just had to try hard in your own strength. And now you have, though, a new position and you're in the spirit. And so these things that you're walking through and dealing with, you're not going to overcome them by just trying harder. Sometimes people say, uh, and I heard Pastor Jerry give this example, like, oh, I just, I want to be in the outside so bad. I want to be in the outside so bad, but I'm just in the inside. All I can, I'm stuck on the inside, and, and I don't like it in the inside here. And, and so I just wish I could be uh, not on the inside and look what's like Life is like on the inside, but yet the Lord says, well, come outside. Come outside. Start thinking about what the outside is like. Oh, the outside's so much. Oh, I want to go outside. Oh, I want to I explore outside. I want to run around outside. What is that? You're setting your mind on the outside now. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to get outside. But if you're only focused on the inside, then you're going to be stuck on the inside. Oh, look, it's just it's terrible in here. Look at this. And, and here's the deal. When you're sin conscience, conscious, um, get my wording right. When you're sin conscious, you're always going to be thinking about sin. When you're righteousness conscious, you're going to be thinking about righteousness. When you are thinking about your struggles, your troubles, your, your, your bondages, your, your, your woes, and you're always focused on that, guess what's going to happen? Man, it's like driving. You try and teach your kids, hey, your car will follow your head, right? This happens. It's same thing in your life. You, what you're looking at here, if you're looking at the old way, the, your limitations, your, your sin, your sinfulness, the, the, that kind of stuff, you're looking at that, you're going to run right into it. You've got to look to the Lord. You look to his word. Look to righteousness. Look to, look to who he says you are. Look to who he says you are. That can change everything. Now, you've got to continue to renew your mind. And guess what? When, when, when you... When you fall back into that, the Bible says to Christians, he's faithful and just to forgive us if we confess our sins, and he'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful and just to do that. He's so gracious. He's so kind. He'll help us through. But here's the deal. The key has been turned. The latch has been unlocked. The prison doors are open. And this is what we enables us to move from the flesh to the spirit that now we have access to walk freely. We have access to walk freely. 
I'm going to read this to you last, the same, same scripture in the message version, and then we're out of here. Galatians 5, 16 from the message. My counsel is this, live freely, animated and motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness, for there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with the free spirit, just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These two ways are, of life are antithetical, so that you cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? He goes on to list the works of the flesh. But verse 22 says, But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance for life, serenity, we develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates uh, things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good, for good, crucified. So this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit. And let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. I love the message version. I, I really, um, I'm really looking forward to where we're going with this series because I think that it's going to change the way we live, the way we see our life, the way we see possibilities for us, the way we, we experience the victory of God in our life. Um, but first, let God deal with the righteousness issue in your life. Let him deal with that. So for some of you, it may very well be you need to get born again. Maybe you've been in church, but you've never been born again. You still are committed to the old man and the old ways, and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. For some of us, it may very well be that you need to realize that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and stop thinking the old way because that's not who you are, and that's not who you've been created to be. And don't fall back into that stuff. Those old lies of the devil, the old patterns of the old man, they're sticky. They're sticky. And they try to get us and hold us back. The enemy doesn't want you free. The enemy doesn't want you to walk in victory. The enemy wants you limited. And God is saying, oh, I've taken you and I've placed you right here, right here at my right hand, seated with Christ in heavenly places. This is something that we've got to get a hold of. And I really do believe you, some of you, those things, those patterns, they're going to stop. During this season, for, uh, during this this series of the word coming into you, that some of these patterns that have been uh, popping their head up again and again and again, it's going to stop in your life. Amen. How many of you say, I I'll take that, right? I'll take that. It's a new day. Let's all stand to our feet and let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you and we thank you for your cross. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that your blood was shed to, to forgive us and, and to make us new cleanse us. Jesus, I, I pray for uh, our Roth family right here. God, help us to get a, get a 
a hold of this revelation that we are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have come new. Lord, if there's anyone here who needs to surrender their life to you, place their faith and trust in you, Lord, I pray that right now they would do that. Even, even, under, your, even under your breath, in your own words, say, Jesus, I place my trust in you. I give you my life. I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me from my sin and make me a new person. Now, church family, let's all say this out loud together. He who knew no sin became sin for me that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because I'm in Christ, I am a new creation. Old things have passed away. And I see it. All things have become new. Since I live in the Spirit, I will walk in the Spirit. And I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I will walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I'll be led by the Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's give God thanks for his word today. Thank you, Lord.